Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Woo! <laughs> I love it. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the show. Happy Wednesday. Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias. And here we are, fresh off a three-day business retreat in Austin, Texas. The Business Bros are happy to welcome back to the show a man whose character solidified our belief in one of our favorite mantras of 2019, which was... Hashtag powerful relationships. Hey. Today, we are excited to see what's transpired over the past year or so and look forward to what's for what's to come. Today's guest is challenging himself to take what he knows and to teach others. His goal is to have his own studio where people can learn and craft their video marketing skill set. He wants to give back by encouraging others to get up and on their way, helping them find the place where passion and purpose intersect. Find out more about how he's serving others by searching hashtag YouTube for charity. And please welcome back to the show, Andy Cruz. Hey. What's up, guys? Oh, the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, Andy. What Thanks for joining up? us, man. Dude, we're super excited. Hey, this is great. I'm, I'm glad to be here again. I'm Invisibility, super visibility. Credibility, credibility profitability. profitability that's what came out of the last show Boom. that i didn't Dang. remember dude yeah man that was that was last year dude. that was it you last still year? got that yeah Boom. vcp and that i they don't know that you're if you're invisible you ain't getting the rest Boom, <laughs> dude that was that was last decade that was, we're in this new decade that was like now. a whole decade ago. That was like a last decade. Oh, God. That's not going to get old for a little while, you know, I guess. Like, dude, my kids pulled that trick on me. They're like, you know, Dad, last year we said. I'm like, you didn't say that last year. They're like, it was two days ago. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay. You got to use it. I get Whatever. it. You got to right, use it. it. We're in the roaring 20s now. <laughs> and, and you're both dads, so you can totally make dad jokes. Absolutely. Womp. Womp, they, they, womp, womp. To be fair, these are word puns. They just, they've always been puns. They were punny at one time and then right. they became dad jokes. That's right. Right? But they're yep. still, I still think they're funny. Come on, dad jokes are the best, man. There are people making a living right now telling dad jokes. You guys know who I'm talking about on social media making yeah. dad jokes all the time. It's hilarious. Like, don't laugh. I don't know who you're don't talking laugh. about. Oh, oh, I, I didn't know if we are going to shout him out or not, but oh, okay. oh, you totally can. Oh, dude. Into the show. 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 show. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right. All right. Andy, so your big thing is in the next five years. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, your big thing in the next five years is to come up with the studio that you're talking about, right? To help people, you know, find their creativity, their that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. Like, I know there's a lot of people out there that they um, they like to try new things, or they're, they're a photography, a photographer, or a videographer, they're an artist, and um, you know, there's not a lot of places you can go and try new things and experiment without getting fired. <laughs> there just aren't. And so one of the things I really like doing is teaching and kind of bringing together business knowledge with creative knowledge and how to how to be a creative person and execute and get something done. 
there's always a, a challenge sometimes with getting things done when you're creative. And if you're a business person, sometimes you're not as creative as you think you are, but you have a lot of creative things you can do still. So I have a lot to say about all those things. Uh, all that all that really means is that, you know, at some point, it, you know, what I envision in five years is that there's some sort of production facility where we can teach these, the, these things to people and they have a place to come and try out things. And we have equipment and facilities that will help them to explore their creativity, but also do it in a way that uh, tests the limits, push the limits, pushes the boundaries and helps them kind of unhinge what they may have already known to try new things, do better things and increase their standards. Put them put them in a little bit of an uncomfortable position to sure. dig a little bit deeper. Sure. Well, some. Sometimes when your job's on the line and you and, and you know you being you you continuing to be there or being fired is the difference of like just staying inside the box. You don't try new things. Mm-hmm. And so you know back when I had 9010 brand, we had this internship program that we specifically said like try whatever you want. Like here's all the inventory. The, this these are the sets of clients who said yes, use my stuff however you want. Go take a photo shoot. I'm not gonna tell you what to go do. Go try something new. Come back with something that, that I haven't seen before. Like, mm. just go do it. But it, no, where else is someone encouraged to just go do that without some sort of specific direction and some guidance on, oh, it has to look this way and the lighting must be like that. Like, it's there's too much control. In I can t- only think of cases. one small company that allows that kind of creativity right off the bat. Uh, Google, I think. Have you ever heard of them? Yep. They do. <laughs> they do. Right? Yeah. And, and look at what they've created. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a monster. Every single yeah. thing that they've... every Everything from Google Classroom to Google Drive to sure. Gmail to everything started as a beta. Started as somebody's idea Starts of as an idea. try something. Starts as an idea and someone goes, hey, what if? Or do you think we could? And then fill and in the blank. Boom. Yeah. And it develops after that. Exactly. So like... Right now, you're in that position where you're going to get stuff and where you're going to get things rolling. You're going to help people become something a little bit different, basically transform themselves. Where were you before? Like this is I'm pretty sure I know the Andy Cruz that that I'm talking to. And this thing didn't just like pop out and boom, you're doing it like this has been hashing out ideas in your head and kind of developing what you wanted to do before. Yeah. So, I mean, quick, quick, like, you know, business profile is, you know, I've been in business since 2005 in some sort. So originally that was in mortgage sales and I was in the mortgage industry since 2005 all the way till 2013. Um, and then in 2014, um, our, our, our nephew Christian passed away and I left the mortgage industry. So after nine years, I was like, I'm done with mortgages. I'm going to pursue this thing I'm excited about, which is building a company. And so I started to build an apparel branding company in 2014. And then in 15, it kind of like got picked up and we started getting a little uh, reputation. That's when we got, we started doing stuff like the Ladanian Tomlinson 5k local nonprofits. That's also when I uh, obtained the Canelo account for the first time. And then for 2016, we were really became known for do, creating and putting out in the marketplace, the Canelo Alvarez clothing brand. Nice. Um, and there's a, a whole set of, whole story behind that. Uh, but then that continued all the way till 2017. And I've always been an entrepreneur, always had these creative ideas. I grew up playing music, but I've always been business like minded. Um, and, and so it, it's kind of just been this mesh of creativity with execution all the time. So what, what sparked this particular next step? What, what's behind, what's your motivation behind this? Uh, it's just something I know it works. I know it's something that people need. So, I mean, there's always lots of people who can be creative and make great stuff for Instagram and YouTube, but they have no business experience or they don't mm-hmm. know. And there's business people that think they can't make content, but they totally can because there's always a story. They're literally making content. I made a video about this like two weeks ago. Like every time you answer the phone or you reply to a text or an email, 
you're and you're answering something pertaining to your business, you just made content. Yes. You just made an FAQ. You just made a document you could write <laughs> if it was recorded. You just made a video if you had a camera rolling. Like people are making content all the time. I think they miss. Can, I think they misconstrue the idea of content means it's got to be like full production value, lights, cameras, you know, uh, a makeup person. And it's like, that's something Gary Vee talks about. Stop trying to be creative and start documenting what you're doing. Do st- yes. Yes. People, people want to know, like I, I, the reason I started a YouTube channel in 2013 was out of frustration. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is going to bring to today's topic all together, which is I was so frustrated that in the business, uh, in, in the business, in the mortgage business, there's, there's, consistently the same sets of questions. You know, what's a letter of explanation? What's a verification? If I say to a client, oh, we need you to have your uh, your employer submit, uh, fill out this VOE. Yeah, what? Well, we call it a VOE. It's a verification of employment, right? So we kept getting these same questions. And finally got fed up one day. I told my assistant, I was like, Gigi, I'm going to make a video right now on how to write an ex- a letter of explanation. I'm so sick of you having to answer it, me answer it. So I totally did it out of frustration. So I wrote, I did a one minute and 45 second video on my laptop, screenshot, like, uh, hi, my name is Andy with Bulldog Credit Corporation. <laughs> and in this video, I'm going to talk to you about how to write a letter of explanation. So a letter of explanation, is ne- so I started to do this whole thing. It's been seen like almost 30,000 times. Because it's a solution I don't solution have 30,000 clients. <laughs> no, no, but it's a solution to a problem. It's, some, right. it's something that you weren't the only one experiencing that. Right. People are searching, what's an LOE? Because they'll get this email, get a text, or get a call. Oh, we need an LOE for this, LOE for that, da, da, da. So it then went from there to 23 other topics. Because mm-hmm. we started keeping track. Like, hey, anytime, uh, anytime our, our clients ask the same question twice or more in a week, that's my next video. Because at some point... We're just going to be this broken. Re- we're just this broken record saying over and over and over and over and over. So, that's that's so funny because we do a lot of the same thing in the insurance industry. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we have we have and, and it's and we use it for training purposes for our agents. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was telling my my admin because he was like, "Man, I hate it when they, I always get the same question." I go, "Well, answer it, but record the screen." QuickTime has this little thing. Yep. Record the screen, right, and right. now it's done. Now every time somebody has that question, you send them a link, right? And you don't have to answer the question anymore. Here is the solution. Boom. And it makes you available even if you're not accessible. Yes. That's, and that's the, that was a big difference for me too is that everything that we made a video about, um, we were able to make a form for and then a PDF document to share. And then it was also an FAQ on our website. So it was like multi-purpose use with one piece of knowledge. One simple piece of content mm-hmm. of documentation. documentation. I, don't even, I don't even know if I want to call it content anymore because I think it's it gets confusing. People are like documenting and they think like, I don't know, for me personally, when I hear, oh, all you got to do is document, I think in my mind, documentary. And that's right. a fully produ- produced piece of content, right? No. Even a documentary is like, you know, it shows you pages of a book and this yeah. person, you know, and, and it's, it's a it's a production. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Now, I think that the whole the whole concept the whole concept originally was how how can I get people the information they need even when I'm unavailable? Mm-hmm. They're like, let's solve that problem. Well, so that turned into this whole like I'm starting to make YouTube videos to solve these problems, whatever. I wasn't doing it for entertainment value, wasn't doing it for money. Um, and then, of course, when I started learning about uh, apparel branding and I went into that, I was like, oh, we need to be making content like crazy for these brands. We're making it for those brands, making it for ourselves. And then we really got good at making content, making good quality content. And then some of my content started getting monetized on YouTube. Mm. And I was like, oh, cool. Now the content we're making is being seen and it meets the monetization standards, right? So those of you who are watching don't know what monetization is. Real quick, monetization means that when you watch an ad on YouTube, YouTube is sharing the ad revenue with the person who made that video. 
Now, at the time in 2017, we got approved for monetization and I was making some money, like $13. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crushing it, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, we exist as a company to give back a part of what we make in order to help people's needs. Let's let's do this whole YouTube for charity thing. Let's just make our YouTube page about charity because our business is our business and makes us money. And we'll just take that money and we'll give it to charities. And um, I ended up getting sick. I was hospitalized. I ended up having to close 9010 brand at the end of 2017, like a couple days after Christmas, get everyone around. Hey, got to close the company. This is happening. That's happening. It was like a confluence of fires all happened at the same time. Uh, Story for another day. Uh, But what also happened is a couple months after that, YouTube changed their standards and they increased the number of subscribers you had to have and increased the number of hours watched. And so then- In order for you to get paid. Right, for monetization. And then the monetization was turned off Mm. and I did nothing with it. I was recovering in 2018. Got my feet back underneath me in 2019. I was like, you know what? Let's give this a go. So at the end of 2019, I was like, we're going to give this YouTube for charity thing a shot again, but I'm going to do a whole brand new approach, whole new thing with a full bore effort. And, you know, just like you guys, I have my main thing every single day. I have my job. I have the thing I do and I have the thing that helps me, you know, make ends meet. But there's still this part of me that's like, we've got to do this. I've got to make this happen. It's this driving thing inside you. Yeah, I've got to make this happen. Can you explain that? Like I have a hard time explaining, you know, that, that people ask all the time, why do you do it every day? Why do you do it every day? I have a hard time explaining why I stick to it other than like, I like it. Like it's my hobby. It's my, it's my fun time. I'm going to say for my answer is uh, it may be unique to me. It may be not, but I think I was born this way. I think I was born to want to give in great ways. And, and I've always, as an adult, as a working adult, and as an entrepreneur, I've always felt like I want to do something that's so big that when someone needs something, I just go, yes, here. Mm-hmm. And not without, you know, scrutinizing and doing your research and all that. But like you look at these guys that have that have that have signed up for the pledge, right? With the with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, where they're gonna give they're away just half saying, of their money. They're just like, yes, because they can. Like yes. they live simply enough. They 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 have some materialistic things, but most of them don't have a lot of materialistic things. And then there's all this excess. And I don't really honestly care about being rich. I care about being benevolent and I care about giving a lot. So I was like, well, I'm not rich. So how can I create that now? Forrest Gump, man. Mama said. <laughs> mama, my mama, mama said, said. Yeah, but, but mama said, she said, you, there's only so much money a, a man needs after that. What's it for him? Showing off. Showing off, right? And so like you, I, I'm not knocking anybody who, who wants to buy nice things and have a nice life. That's great. That's your choice. No, those are great. Those are great Those things. are the rewards of hard work in a lot, of, a lot of cases. 100%. But- I, 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 I'm a lot like you in the sense that I don't really want a lot of, I actually, I'm already living in the house that I want to be in, has a great view where I'm at, right? If anything, maybe the next car or so for the wife and, and that sort of things. Tesla. Yeah, Tesla, that's what she wants. (laughs) Excuse me, excuse me. So, but as far as even, even things like where I wear a shirt like this every single day, like I I don't have jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. And a (laughs) hoodie, right? That's right. And so I I don't buy fancy clothes. I don't even buy fancy shoes. I'll I'll wear shoes every once in a while, but I'd rather be wearing flip flops. You know what I mean? Like you guys, I'm wearing red Converse right now (laughs) and, and, and it's my third pair of Converse. I have three pair of Converse. Okay. Like this is simple, but it's simple, man. But it's because like, okay, I'm comfortable. So when this wears down, I'm gonna get another pair. Right, right. right. I don't need to change it, and <laughs> right. and that's. But I, I, and you're again, gonna get the exact same ones too. I get in trouble when I do that. <laughs> My wife's yeah. like, really? You got the same hey, shoes? <laughs> did you just have those? Like, yeah, these are new though. Yeah, <laughs> these are new. These are the ones without holes. Without holes, <laughs> big difference. But I mean, but you're right. That's that's like a uh, that's just how you're born. That's how you're like. Yeah. For example, 
um, the give back, right? I'm I'm big on giving back to the person who's barely starting off. Like I'm trying to identify who my target uh, ideal client is going to be, right? And so right. I keep going back to it's that person who's who's ready to leave their job, who's ready to to who understands that I need to budget what I'm doing, who understands that what I make is enough, but I if I want a little bit more, if I want to put away, like I know that there's another opportunity out there. That's where I come in. That's where I come in yeah. and like let me show you these different opportunities that are available. It's the person who wants to fire their boss. It's the person who wants to fire their boss. That's where my giving back comes in, right? Whereas James is giving back, he wants to be the one who travels the world and builds missions and ch- and churches and and schools, that sort of stuff in third world places that that you know that that's but that's not me. I don't even want to leave the country, right? But we're all born with some sort of how we want to give back in a way. I think every I I have this this like I honestly say all the time, I believe most people are good. Like they have a good side of them, whether or not they continue that later down or they might make bad choices here and there. I think most people are good people. You know what? You just said most people are good and then a bomb exploded. I know. <laughs> no, that pans out. The timing. <laughs> the timing indeed. And speaking of which, the time is 16 minutes and 20 seconds. We interrupt today's regularly scheduled number one podcast in San Diego for a purely selfish, completely irreverent, sell-out cash-grab word from our sponsor, Hernan. What are we selling today? Well, it's not all cash-grab today. Today is all about the kids. It's all about giving back. It's all about giving back. Look, they got a uh, they got a, a great organization, a food pantry in Barrio Logan. They feed uh, hundreds of families a week. And you know there, there's you know we just finished the holiday season where everybody feels like giving back and it's great it's humble but th- when the beginning of the year comes they people still need to eat people still need that food on the table this is a great organization it's helping out the community if you guys have uh, any hours you want to donate maybe you guys have kids in high school that need those hours for graduation all you uh, teachers all you teachers out there it's all about the kids.org slash feed the kids uh, find out how you can take time out of your day to go volunteer or they are willing to take cash contributions or contributions of other sorts, whatever it is and that you can do to help. as far as those cash contributions go, Invictus Advisors, which we're doing a five-show series this week, if you guys donate to It's All About the Kids, they're going to match your donation up to $500. So if you guys That's got awesome. any donations that you want to donate, let us know. It's All About the Kids. Reach out to us, Hernan at csfirst.com or james at csfirst.com for the donation so we can get that match done for you guys. More accurately, they're going to match all donations up to $500. All donations yeah. up to $500. So, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just don't want them to be like, oh, yeah, $500 Wait. here, $500 yeah, there. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. They're, they're just going to pay. They're going to double up to 500 Up to 500 bucks. But, uh, yeah, if anybody can contribute. We appreciate it. That's the place to go. And now, back to that number one podcast in San Diego, the Business Bros Pod. Oh, where were we? So we were, ta- <laughs> we were talking about good people and dropping bots. We were talking about good, good, good people, and then the Most show exploded. <laughs> well, speaking of good people, so so tell me how uh, what what is the purpose? What's what's behind the uh, the YouTube for charity? All right, so let's 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 get to it. So you guys remember the uh, ice bucket challenge? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what was the ice bucket challenge for? It was uh, eighty. Um ALS. 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 Very good. Okay, so the Ice Bucket Challenge raised, like, I think hundreds of millions of dollars, ultimately. And, of course, was seen by millions of people, shared by millions of people, and, like, frankly, millions of people dump water on their head or challenge somebody else. And that's what became, that's what made it viral, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that's interesting that came out of that is this, this concept that people thought they were participating by pushing the like button. 
and people mm-hmm. thought they were participating by clicking the share button. Now, if you click the share button and then someone who is in your audience sees it and donates, cool. Then you did, then you did the something job, happened. Yeah. But there, there, there are I don't know how many I don't know, let's just say tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of instances where people were liking something. Or either, and either unable to contribute because they didn't have the funds or just didn't because they didn't want to or because it was the extra step. I mean, you make up whatever whatever answer you want. Mo- a lot of people just clicked a button that liked it, shared it, and then did nothing else. So money came in still, but can you think about how much money would have come in if you could convert that like or that share into a dollar? The opportunity that was missed. Right. Yes. So here's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, regular television sells us commercials every single time we watch shows, right? We watched NBA, NFL, t- televised TV, you know, pre-scheduled TV. You know, they're collecting ad revenue from these mark- from these companies that are selling this advertisement and they make ad revenue money. Now, I don't make any money sitting at home on my couch watching this commercial. No. But... I thought, how could we take people's attention span in the same way that the TV studios do and convert those dollars into donations for nonprofits? And this is where the idea came from. I was like, YouTube has a monetization strategy where they share that ad revenue with the content creator. And if that content creator chose to take that revenue and then just 100% dedicate it towards charities, then you're literally monetizing attention span. Mm -hmm. And that's where this idea came from. So I was like, all I need to do is make content, put it on YouTube, get to a monetization position, monetize, take the mon- the money every single month that comes in, and then donate it. Boom. That actually makes sense because now you don't have to. Now every time you share, you're actually sharing the piece of content. Correct. You're, you're, you're monetizing. Correct. Every time you like, you're increasing the popularity of Correct. the video. You're monetizing. <laughs> yes. So, you're and, using the algorithm towards the outcome of generating more funds for donations. And is there a place where they can just donate if they want to? Of course. They always can. I mean, for whatever, whatever the cause is for the month or for the video, like there's lots of different ways to, to chop it up. Um, and then in the ways where a specific video exists for a specific thing, then the donation link is right in the description box. Yeah, It'll so. be right there. But even if you're watching something that is like non-specific to a nonprofit and you're just watching me, you know, talk about a business topic or uh, I, I, I specifically, I love cars. So I go to Bonita Cars and Coffee almost every weekend and I just do a little recap video, two to five minutes. Like eventually all these things are going to be monetized. And as you're spending time watching things and um, learning things that you care about, that monetization channel is going to grow and then the donations will grow as well. That's genius. I don't know. We have to get it to work. Well, it's, it's a, a, it's a idea. great idea. It's a great idea. It has to work. It's about execution at this point. So I have to be consistent in making content. Uh, I'm asking the community and online social media to be consistent with helping me know who should I interview? Who should I talk to? Who should we give, uh, who should we give some, some, some spotlight to? Um, and, and, then, and then do that with regularity and, and, and just make it fun. Like let's make, the, let's make watching the internet fun and then let's make raising money for other people entertaining. So this is why you were talking about the studio and the creativity of give me an idea of what you want to put out as content. There, yep. This opens up the door to whatever type of content we want. That's right. So it could so be we, music. It could, I mean, what if you did podcasts for charity? Mm-hmm. And then people that, that have podcasts that are sponsored, some of that sponsored money goes towards the charity of their choice. I mean, like, there's just like, there's limitless capability or there's limitless possibilities when you contribute a concept or an idea towards, uh, towards, towards, towards good hundred percent. So I even went as far, uh, cause this, this comes up and I want to make sure I talk about it while I'm on the show. Cause I, I know people go, Oh, well, you know, there's lots of things that people say they're going to do and then they end up not doing it or they come up, it's a scam or whatever. And, um, 
Here's what here's what I did. I went and bought YouTubeforcharity.com, <laughs> bought nice. the site. Nice. And then every month, what we're going to do to ensure that every single penny that was made goes to the charities, we're going to screenshot the page of our monetization earnings, and then we're going to screenshot the online giving or the check that's given to the charity. So we and it's going to go on the page every single month so that there's, there's dollar for dollar, penny for penny accountability of money in, money out. That's cool too because like like you're, you're saying, when you first start off a project like this and you get to the monetization phase, it might be two bucks. It might oh, be yeah. five dollars. It's, it's not a lot at right? all. At when when we first start. But to see the money come in and then cut the check to wherever you're gonna go, like that's transparency. Yeah. I think a lot of people It's are, important. Yeah, it's a hundred percent important, especially when and when we live in a in an era where you see a commercial and it's like you know, the puppy's gonna die if you don't contribute the thirty cents a day or whatever it is. And then you find out that organization, like only ten percent of the we revenue they bring in actually goes towards an angel. Yeah, exactly. See, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, I hate that commercial. Fly away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I already it. see that puppy in that like beat up uh, wooden box with the sad face right. and the uh, snow coming yeah. down. You got the chain, and you feel bad, and then you contribute, and yeah. then only ten percent of that actually ends up going to that organization. Yeah, that's so, tough. But but at least with this this kind of transparency, it's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. Now here's the, here's the other thing: is like looking forward, looking down the line. Like as you scale something and it catches some traction, like. Can you imagine if just one YouTube influencer said, I want to do a YouTube or charity video with you, Andy. And, and all I'm asking that, that influencer to do is make that one video monetized for charity. Someone who gets a million, two million, three million, four million views a day. And I said, just make one of your videos, one for the whole year or for your whole existence. Make one of them sure. monetized for charity. Go. Let's go. That's and then, cool. like, it's not that That's hard. That's a challenge. That's like a let me call you out challenge. It is. It, it is. It is. But you know, I'm small potatoes. I'm a nobody on YouTube who doesn't have a monetized Everybody channel. Starts at zero. However, everybody yeah. starts at zero. Yeah. However, I don't know anyone else doing it. So this is where either I'm, I'm brilliant or I'm nuts. Well, so won't the real Gary V hit me up? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we were we're actually in the process of editing uh, the video because I rewrote that parody. I, I did the real Slim Shady, but I did one for Gary V. And yes. the whole point is to grab attention. Oh, oh did, yeah. did I just preview that? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you dropped you, you dropped the hook. I, I, I did it right. It's you dropped the hook. The, he's, he's one of those. He's one of those that definitely would would like contribute to something like that. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. I, I know because he has lot, empathy. Because he has empathy, right? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Dude, one shot. Look at me. I'm on hey, a roll. Are any of you guys gonna catch the triple entendre? Of the empathy first two letters being M E M. What? For M and M. Oh come on. Damn. Got the M putting the M in empathy. Damn. Dude. Come That's on, dope. man. There it is. I wish I would have thought of that when I was writing it. Hey you guys <laughs> Hey you guys roll roll a track. Let's pick apart some bars. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but I'm down. Like, like I, I would volunteer doing that. Like let's make a music parody and we should do it where we call out specific Yeah influencers and be like this is this yeah. is the track we're gonna do yeah. this track is a charity track and like we'll put it on the record we're gonna write a charity track we're gonna do the video and the charity track is gonna be calling out different influencers yeah looks like we got our next parody yeah. it's gonna be our next parody i mean i mean when it comes down to it you know there, we 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 now spend so much time on youtube either looking for solutions looking for entertainment or just finding things that we find interesting that i i think there's a, a there's a real way to convert the attention span into good mm -hmm. and and without it being divisive i mean one of the one of the, the, the big things was 
uh, in deciding to do this is, you know, we're going to, we're going to stick to the things like basic human needs. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're talking about, it's all about the kids, the food pantry here today. Like that's important. I mean, you know, during the giving season of December, there's a lot of giving that happens. Thanksgiving and let's say Thanksgiving to Christmas. Right. Uh, but what about the other 11 months? That's a big deal. And, you know, years ago, I actually grabbed this, the, the, I grabbed the Facebook page, the other 11 months specifically for this reason. Like, how do we make giving year round? not just giving one month during the giving season. Cause you talk to people on the street, they're like, Oh, I got plenty in December, but the rest of the year, it's that's tough. where it's, that's where it's a grind every day all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, I honestly, dude, it's, it's, it's one of those things when it comes down to like even basic personal finance, like if you, you're, you should have been told at some point in your life to put at least 10% of what you make away for yourself. Right. Or, or tithing or however you were taught to do the 10%. Right. 10% is not a lot. Right. Like when you, in, in essence, you know, it's, it's a penny out of every time. Like it's not a lot of what you're putting away, but people don't do it. Like it's still like one of those things where you know you should, but you don't. Yeah. You know you should be giving all year, but everything else comes up. Well, yeah. I got to pay my credit card. Well, I got to yeah. do it. Well, but you, and, and I, 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 I wonder about that because <laughs> do you give in November, December because you feel guilty? Or because that's the time where you've been hit with so many positive messages of other people giving. You see other people doing, and so you feel obligated to. I think it's a lot of things. I, I, honestly, I think it's a lot of things. And, and I think whoever you ask that question, of is gonna, you're going to get a somewhat of a different answer. And and the reason is because, like we discussed earlier, sometimes we give uh, regularly because that's just who we are, and we want to give regularly. And some people just give because it's the called the giving season. The summer's yeah. not called the giving season. It's called summer, <laughs> right? True, and and true. so, like, it's the it's beach the, season. That's the time beach of the season. year. Yeah, like sun's out, guns out, <laughs> right? They're not like, hey, sun's out, wallets out. Like, yeah, they don't, nah, don't you know? So, you know, it literally has its own season. It's called the giving season. And so, I think that I think that culturally weighs in on it big time. I, I agree with with the what you said earlier, where you're like born into it. Like my mom, she was born to do that. Like my mom will give everything she has. And just live off rice, beans, and tortillas. Like, that's my mom, dude. She, that sounds really and good. And she runs a food pantry just like this mm. in L.A. And she oh, does it man. every single week. And yeah. I think she's up to maybe like 180, 200 families a week. And, and but wow. that's like, she, without that, I don't know what my mom would be. I know what yeah. she would actually. She was yeah. working for WIC before. And then she did American mm-hmm. Red Cross. Like, mm-hmm. it's in her blood. It's how yeah. she was born yeah. to do. Yeah. People, people are just born in that way yeah and i and i you know when i look at this and i i i think like it's this like con it's like this convergence it's like that perfect car crash in the middle of the intersection like all these <laughs> things coming together my understanding of business and finance and my ability to create and my interest in being uh creative and making content and interviewing people and talking and being uh, being with with folks who are doing stuff so I feel like it's this cool little melting pot where all these things kind of come together. Um, and even at even more so, not only do they come together, but at the end, it does something that's good. It does something that's good. And every, day, every time I talk to you, you're always involved in something. I mean, even before the show, we were talking about, uh, you know, Eastlake, hi, and how right. there's things that you're helping. Like when people come and ask you for advice, you are actually one of those people who's like, well, do you need help with that? Like that's a step that a lot of people don't take. They're, sure. they're willing to listen. They're willing to advise you but few people are willing to say well what what can i help you with what can i do for you yeah um you know i I, thanks Uh, (laughs) it it comes with both sides of the coin like there's there's opportunities that come up because of that and opportunities where you win because of that and there's also sometimes when i've said yes to things that um that were were not for me and it actually should have been somebody else 
that was to help, but I was just the person in front of the requester at the time. I was like, well, sure, I'll do it, but actually someone else would have been better served. So I actually, um, that, that question, how can I help you, is actually something I learned from, um, well, I mean, I know it's a simple, a simple question, but the importance of asking that question uh, was really, um, it was, was really, um, what I'm trying to say, I was impacted by my friend Denny Howe. My friend Denny had been a business executive coach for many, many years, uh, like, Sorry, let me rephrase that. Like over 30 years, like decades. Okay? <laughs> Many years. Yeah. And, and he's like, the number one important question I've always found works is how can I help you? Mm. He goes, it doesn't matter what decade I've worked in, what industry, what profession, what title the person had. The, 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 as a leader and as someone who's a contributor, the best question you can ever ask is how can I help you? And sometimes what they say they need to help with, you have to go, I actually don't know how to do that. But you've already asked the question, how can I help you? And they've said what they need help with. And then you go, I can help you with that because I know how to, or I don't know how to help you with that, but this person does. Mm -hmm. And you're still resourceful in that way. And I've, I've never forgotten that from him him teaching me that. It's amazing what that one question does. And, and, and just the perspective that the person that you're talking to has on you now. Now you're not just... Andy, you're like, that's who I go for help. Right. And, and it opened and like for, for, you know, it's, it's never been a tit for tat thing, but when no. you become a, a resource, you become a resource, not just that one time, but it comes over and over All the time. and over. And now the doors open and there's a potential for a possibility of something <laughs> bigger that you actually benefit from. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the reason my Google account is named Hey Andy is because those are the <laughs> first two words that come out of people's mouths at me all the time. Hey Andy. Hey Andy. <laughs> I got this idea. Or, hey Andy, do you know someone who blank? Hey Andy, can you XYZ? And it's like, it, I was like, I'm just making it a thing. I'm just going to make it. This is this is Hey Andy with Andy. That's hey. perfect. Hey Andy. Hey Andy at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. So in, in your inbox, it'll say from, you know, Andrew hey Andy. E. Cruz at Gmail, but it says, Hey Andy is the name. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I mean, I, I, again, creativity, right? I don't know where you come up with that. That's perfect. I, I didn't. It was, you know, it was one of those things where it's an observation. I'm like, people are saying this, hey, Andy, all the time. Like, I'm just going to own it then, I guess. But even the videos that you were making, that was an observation. You notice that, hey, I'm right. saying this thing over and over again. Your, right. your mind took something that's completely obvious to somebody, to everybody else. Everybody else is doing it. I mean, industry upon industry upon industry is doing the same thing. Yeah. But you saw that one thing and were like, hmm. Well, what if I did this? Right. And then right. boom, it right. became something. Yeah. That's that's unique. That's sure. in your DNA. That's how you're that's how you live your life. Yeah. This is why you see something and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna dot that eye, I'm gonna shade this side, and look yeah. at that, it looks like something else. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, totally. And most times that doesn't get me in trouble. Most times. <laughs> most times. But it even get the stuff trouble. that gets you in trouble a little bit, right? Like like <laughs> even you're gonna put your foot down on whatever you believe in. There's gonna be people who follow you and agree yeah. with you and people who don't agree with you, but you're putting your foot down. Yeah. You know, and and, and this is what I I created yeah Ooh, it wasn't supposed to be that way oops sorry but move on you know yeah. what i mean and that takes a different personality type too you're putting content out there it means you're okay with being vulnerable yeah and that took me a while honestly that, that took me a while to come back to this whole idea of doing youtube for charity because after closing the business i felt a lot of shame i really did i felt like a failure i even made a video uh last month about you know finally talking about my failure and how i was dealing with that and and i would say not dealing with that for a long time and then finally coming to terms with it and not allowing myself to let a failure in life 
dictate me as a failure as a person. There's a huge yeah. difference of having something that's like a business can fail, but that doesn't mean that you are a failure. And so I made a video about that because I, it took me a long time to get vulnerable. It, re, it really did. I'm saying that in all honesty. Yeah, I could that, not be in this chair four or five, six months ago. I would you, not have been. Are you a very proud individual? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I, I'm proud of accomplishments that we achieve together with people. Um, what, what hurt me the most was having such a, um, such a position of, um, positive influence in the lives of people. And then it being a public failure mm. that bothered me because we started 9010 brand and then we got the Canelo account and we got other stuff and we're doing stuff with the Gwyn family. And I mean, all sorts of like general motors, we're making shirts and stuff for Corvette and GM and awesome. Camaro. Like we had these huge accounts and then when I got sick and hospitalized and had to close everything, man, it, it, it just went down in flames. It was like the Hindenburg. It was demoralizing. It was totally time. demoralizing. So, um, so you know, it may have been pride that was part of that, but I was just embarrassed. I was embarrassed that it failed because I got sick. Yeah, yeah. It was something almost out of your control. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was hospitalized for two weeks. I almost lost my left leg. Yeah, that's... So, it's like, yeah, okay, well, I got to either... I got to fight for my... my Fight to keep my appendage or fight to keep my business and die. I won't keep both. Yeah, Which no, one is it going to be? Well, but let, let me ask you about that because that's, that's kind of one of those things where, you know, people always look back and they're like, you know, it sucked, but I made the right decision or, you know, it made me a stronger person. Like... It, they go through life is going to throw things at you and you're going to come out of it somehow, some way. What do you think you got out of it? Well, I, so I think I had to go through a season of not being vulnerable and that was very difficult on me. It was very difficult on my wife and also my kids because they saw a dad who was, was not that same confident and, and bold and courageous dad that they had, they had known. Um, and, and it really just took time. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of healing. It took a lot of just uh, processing and surveying myself and, and just getting, just trying to get my feet back underneath me again, and then begin the routine of having confidence in myself again and building trust in myself. Because one of the things I did not expect to happen that happened is I didn't trust my decisions. Mm-hmm. So after all this happened, I, I had a very, very low trust threshold with myself on, well, am I, is this the right choice? Is, is this going to hurt my family? Is this going to mean, is this going to set us back? I mean, I really felt like I was um, tiptoeing around decision-making even. And so, you know, having to rebuild trust in myself took, took a while too. And it sounds weird to say that, but when you're in a place where you don't trust yourself and, or, you know, what you thought you could trust ended up failing and you go, oh, wow, I need to rebuild trust again in other people and also in myself, including yourself in that list is, is difficult. How did, how did your circle, your friends, family, people you did business with uh, after it failed, like, did they just like disappear or were they supportive or? No, I disappeared. You, you, I did. You I, I, oh, I ran and hid, dude. I ran and hid. I mean, you, you ask anybody who's close to me and those of you who are watching this and um, who are, who, you know, I hid, you're my friend. You can write in the comments, Andy hid. Uh, <laughs> I know you're going to do it anyways, uh, but it's true. I'm saying it to you cause it's, cause it's true. I wouldn't be saying it otherwise. Um, and it, I, I hid, man, I, I would, um, stay home. Uh, I would stay off the internet. Uh, I'll, you know, walk around in frumpy clothes, like wouldn't shave for, you know, a week straight. Like I was straight up depressed, man. It was terrible. But, I felt terrible. But I, I wonder this cause, cause you know, one of the things we talk about is in sales and business, it's always a relationship platform, right? You're always, the better your relationship, the stronger your relationships, the better your business is going to be. You're going to get referrals, all that stuff. Well, now we're looking at the other side. Well, 
it went under. How how did those relationships? Were these people reaching out to you? Were they wondering oh, yeah. you know, how you were? Were oh, they trying yeah, to, no, to they, be a helping hand? I'm sorry, and, I didn't answer your question. Yeah, no, my friends, they were all there, dude. Everyone was there trying to help me and support me and reach out and ask how I was doing and be there. And I mean, even to the degree where one of my friends, I was ghosting super hard, just showed up at my house one day, like, hey. I'm oh. here to see you because you're not texting me back. I was like, oh, oh. shoot. <laughs> like, oh, God. So my wife opened the door and I was like, oh, here we go. I, like, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to hear it. But that's also a sign of a good friend. Yes, it is. Like, it's going to show up if, if they know you need you need to get your head out your butt. That's, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you didn't, you, the way your business failed wasn't, it, it didn't fail because you, you got some account you couldn't handle. It didn't fail because you over leveraged yourself. It failed because you weren't able to continue to do it right but yeah. those relationships that you built like you're i love hanging out with you like i'm always smiling <laughs> Thanks, when man. i'm with you yeah like it's really cool like i remember i, I went to 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 the mortgage office to hang out with your staff for a little while and showed up i was like what's up Andy? yeah you know like stuff like that is really cool yeah. like it's it's a relationship that you have and, I, and i'm sure if it's it's not just with me it's with everybody that's around you so when you're going through a hard time like I'm sure people were reaching out and trying they to were. pull you back out of the yeah, trenches. They were. And, and you know, and I'm here with you guys and I'm just, I'm just taking personal accountability and responsibility for the fact that I was hiding from them. So yeah, no one, you know, people that were by my side then were, or by my side when it was good were mostly by my side when it was bad too. The difference is that I was not always showing up hmm. and uh, I was hard to get a hold of and I just didn't want to talk about things. And cause I, cause I don't, cause I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And here's, here's the thing that changed. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys this cause I, I know, uh, I know someone needs to hear this, and I know I've shared this on my I've shared this on my own video, but I want to share this to your audience too. Um, something really critical changed for me during counseling one day. Yes, during counseling totally helped me out. And here's what changed: is uh, my guy Charlie was like, "Hey, have you come to the realization that you're grieving?" And I was like, "What? What are you talking about grieving for? Like you know, stages of grief yeah, when yeah, someone yeah. dies, right?" And I was like, "No." My company closed. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you literally had a concept that was born, lived, and died. And Ooh. you're not being honest with yourself that you're in you're in mourning, mourning for it. And I was like, hey, James, that's when you hit that explosion button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I was like, whoa, oh my gosh. And like, that was a turning point for me. It was an absolute turning point because I remember saying, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's why I'm angry. That's why I'm in denial. That's why I'm sad. That's why I'm blaming that. I'm like, oh my God, it's all the same stuff because it was something that I loved as I would have loved somebody who then was dead. That's, that's huge. That's eye opening because being, it, it's something that we've talked a lot about and I know a lot of people have talked about. It's understanding, be able to identify what it is that's going on, right? So I talk a lot about it with ego. Right? right. So understanding that when you go and knock on a door and you start feeling flustered, you start feeling sweaty, you start feeling, you know, clammy, it feels like fear, but it's not fear that your ego is stopping you. But as soon as you understand that that's what it is, you can identify it. You know, when it comes up, you can suppress it. You can do whatever it is because now you're in control because you know what it is. Right. Right. And that's, that's what, that's what I, it sounds like to me that that happened to you. Like, well, once I knew once it, once he knew it was obvious to him, looking you know, looking at me and meeting with me and talking to me. But once I, once I grabbed onto that same idea, I was like, Oh, now I know what to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, this is where I'm at. Now I know what I need to go do next. And then we were able to work through that process and get my feet back under myself, get my confidence back and really be okay with the outcome. 
So when did when when all that happened and you were finally ready to get back on your feet, what what was Andy like at that point? Where and and what did you decide to venture back out into? Um, I had to start with doing things I knew I could do really well uh, without without it taking a lot of effort. Uh, and I don't mean do things well, get paid, and be lazy. What I mean is things that I routinely know how to do very well at a high level that don't require a lot of pre work. So that's uh, putting together and executing plans. It's helping uh, do accountability programs. It's creating content. Um, it is, and it's it's all those things together. And so I actually had a couple of consulting gigs where I was working with other small businesses specifically to help them get their company to where I got ninety ten out of nothing. Where it's this idea, and how do you create structure for this? How do you measure this? How do you plan for that? And then how do you execute and keep everyone accountable? And I would go lead meetings with their owner and meet with the owner during the week and then we'd execute things at the at the company where I'd do team meetings, we'd work on plans of action and then I'd actually work side by side with the people too. Oh. So I was like I already know how I can I already know I can do this. I can do it well and it's the thing I can do most competently now with the energy I have. Yeah, you got a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then and then well at that time, you know, right when I was uh, out of the hospital, um, I was on bed I was well, I ended up having to be on my feet, but I was supposed to be on bed rest for a month and then I had physical therapy for six weeks. So I actually wasn't medically cleared till six months after this incident happened. But Andy never waits till the doctor. I, I couldn't. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I had to, I had to, um, I had to do something. Yeah, you, yeah. You, the mind is also a muscle you need to work. Yeah. And if you don't let it, if you don't work it, it's going to destroy the rest of you. Sure. Too. And and my mind left in the place that it was, was in a bad spot for a long time until I started getting the help and started having the conversations and moving out of that. So now you're making content again. Yep. Now you're on full speed ahead. Yep. How do people get a hold of you if they want to be participate, if they want to man, you know, find out more, maybe they want to be creators, maybe they want to do so editing. How, how do they get a hold that's of you? It's so good, man. Um, you know, it's a great question. So simple, short answer is follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, YouTube, the, the the thing I'd ask for your help for is, is subscribe. Find something. So subscribe to the channel. Find something you like on there that's relevant to you, that helps you, and then share something with someone else so we can get some more traction. Um, follow me on Instagram does two things. Number one, uh, that's also where I promote the videos that are coming out. It's where I talk about YouTube or charity the most, and it's also where I have daily content going out. YouTube right now is about two to three times a week. Um, and if people want to get involved, really, I just want them to DM me and tell me what it is that they think they want to do. Uh, how do they see themselves participating? Because there's like kind of phase one, phase two, phase three of this thing. Phase one is let's get it up to where we're monetized. Phase two is let's start collaborating with people who are influencers in their own right in the thing that they do. I have an artist friend who's very well known in the sports and video game world and uh, celebrity world. And I'm like, hey, I don't want to do anything with you until after we get monetized because I want it to make a splash with your audience. Mm -hmm. And so there's that kind of phase one, phase two, and then phase three where we're just all sorts of other stuff like co-collaborations with major people and that kind of thing. Whew, this is gonna be some exciting stuff. Yeah. So we're we're really young in this process. Yes. Yeah. Young in the process, uh, but not in the vision. Oh, I love yeah. that. Young in the process, but not in the vision. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, uh, dude, thanks for coming out, man. This has been a great show again, guys. It's been Thank you. Fun. I always I always enjoy hanging out with you, thanks. hearing stories. I really, really, really appreciate you like being vulnerable and, and yeah, sharing your story. Because you're right, there's a lot of people who go through that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, what you went through having a business shut down like that is uh, publicly is one of my biggest fears, right? Mm. Especially after doing this, mm -hmm. right? If anything were to happen to any of my businesses and I had to publicly say, dude, I lost. Yeah. That would be one of the toughest things to do. Um, but, 
you you shared your experiences and and i know there are people who are there that maybe not have gone through that as as publicly but still within their circle right and it's it's it could be very detrimental and right. so thank you for, for yeah. sharing that and being vulnerable yeah and thank you guys for having me on the show i mean i know you guys get to handpick who you have on here all the time and thanks for letting me talk about this and and uh, this new idea, and I hope that people watching will 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 watch not only you guys regularly, but you know find something that they enjoy or they want to support, and they'll contribute and put time into. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, that's all we got for you guys today. Make sure you guys check out it's all about the kids. You can find them at it's all about the kids charity on Instagram or it's all about the kids uh, on uh, Twitter. You can also find them at it's all about the kids slash feed the kids. Make sure you guys check out YouTube for charity hashtag YouTube for charity. If you want to be contributors or if you want to just find out how you can help in any any way youtube or charity thanks the andy cruz thank you guys <laughs> that's all we got for you guys today peace bye-bye and we're out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance reach out to the business bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.